We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Steve Rosenblum. There was a keg stand. I lost to an 81-year-old lady. She got off the main <laughs> floor, and then, and, but I was, it was really close. Mark Grody. I've been waiting to get a hold of this guy for years. Yeah, like like Channel 2 News is out there interviewing people. Yeah, I've been talking to my wife about getting Steve. He wants connected my dots and more to my plate. I'm going to dunk his ass. They suck, so you don't have to. Can't you morons do anything right? Founding members of the WB Club. Smoke weed every day. The three words that describe this show, and I quote. Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Screen. This is the Reinsdorf Family Comedy Hour. No, this is Saturday Suckage, but it'll turn into that. Welcome in. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Actually, I'm Stevie Suckage. That's, that's my new radio name, Stevie Suckage. Suckage roll call time. Who else is here? Grobber. It sucks and it freebases. Don Cooper. If I think something sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. Jake Arietta. This sucks. Really, it does. Albert Elmora. Damn, Willie, man. Do we suck? <laughs> Pat Fitzgerald. Sometimes you gotta embrace the suck. Eloy Amelis. Hey, you guys know that I make anyway. You guys suck. Hey, when when I got traded the next day, oh, welcome to the suck team. Toby. Oh my God, this sucks. Random Bears fan. Terry Bars. Finally made a list of somebody who thinks he sucks besides I do. Liam Hendricks. I wouldn't say seeking perfection. It's just mainly trying not to suck. Julie Swika. Man, that sucks. Wilson Contreras. Losing, losing suck. I'll tell you that, and, and that's all I can say. 
George Wentz. We had fun, uh, but there you go. I sucked. Garth Algar. Get off, man! Get off! It's sucking my will to live! Steve Dahl. Disco sucks! Disco sucks! Candace Parker. Um, I mean, it sucks. Roquan Smith. Yeah, man. Sucks. Sean Sears. Man, who yeah. sucks more, the White Sox or the Bulls right now, huh? Yep, yep, yep. That's where we are. Welcome to Saturday Suckage. I suck so you don't have to. Me and Sean, we'll suck so you don't have to. We're broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios. Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer, our phone number. Right here at the score, 312-644-6767. That will get you to our listener line, powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. That number... By the way, 312-644-6767 also gets you to the scores Tech Zone. Tech Zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at RosenHyundai.com. Hey, hi, yo, I'm Stevie Suckage. That's my new radio name, Stevie Suckage. We have a new rap name poll. Sean doesn't know this, but we're going to do a new rap name poll. Last week, we ran a poll. Where were we going to let our audience choose between my current rap name, Chance the Rabbi, or Lil Flop Sweaty, Chance the Rabbi won. So we're going to try it again, sort of a beat the champ for my rap name, Sean. So I have to thank the texter who sent it in last week, and I don't recall who it was, but I think it was an 847 texter. So Sean... Make this web poll live. Should my rap name be Chance the Rabbi or Dr. Dreidel? There you go. And where are people going to find this when you eventually do this, Sean? It'll be on the 670 score Twitter page. So we'll share it and tweet it out, and you guys will be able to find it there on Twitter. Okay. We'll let you know. You you do that, okay? Meanwhile, I'm going to go do this. Our text line, 815, and we love the 815. They're the home of the Wake and Bake Club, Stevie Suckage and the Wake and Bakers. That's a good band name. In our cultural zeitgeist later in the show, there will be quite the music callbacks. Much appreciation for music this week in the cultural zeitgeist. And, in fact, uh, we will have pot ratings for the Super Bowl. And there's a, uh, there's a new brand in town. There's a new – the nexus of pot and sports will be welcomed by the Wake and Bake Club. So, in the meantime – it should be called the Reinsdorf Family Comedy Hour. Whether it's the Bulls or the White Sox, the adage remains the same. You can't fix stupid. The Bulls are last in three-pointers. And the three-pointers taken. They've lost six straight now. They lost another 20-point lead earlier this week. They did that to the Dog Breath Pacers. They tanked the game... After the trade deadline, which shows you they have the mental and emotional resilience of a Kleenex. The Nets blew their nose on them with a team that had traded Kyrie and Durant, grabbed four guys off the playground, and were trying to play for the Rucker. And and then Thursday, game before the All-Star break, they play a Milwaukee team, a Bucks team, didn't have Giannis for most of the game. Didn't have Middleton or Portis at all. And 
the box of Kleenexes fell to the Bucks. The they just they didn't care. They didn't want to be there. They don't want to be here. They are now eleventh, and they are in the Tankathon Derby. I ran the Tankathon this week, and one time the Bulls had the number one pick. And and everybody's saying they go back to the Vooch pick. Oh, it was a disaster. It was, it, it was and it, it might have been. I mean, it, it was an example of Arturus Karnischewicz failing because it he, his entire linchpin of everything he ever did was he turned Lonzo Ball into LeBron James. And once Ball was gone, this team has just been awful. But I ran the tankathon, they finished first, and they would have gotten to keep the pick. If the Bulls tank far enough, hard enough, bad enough, if they suck like Saturday Suckage does, that pick is not the Magics. It's top four protected. They are in the Wambiana sweepstakes. So it's in their best interest to suck. They're in 11th place now. They're in the lottery now. They're out of the play-in. They're, what, a half game ahead of the Pacers? And, and so they could fall below them. They just need to continue their mentally and emotionally weak play. This box of Kleenexes that people pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars to see play at the United Center. But in light of what you've seen of this Bulls team and what you saw this week, I want to go back first to the trade deadline where Arturis Karnischewicz was talking about his players and the future after not making any moves. So here's a couple things from AK. I think next one to seven games will uh, will further stress exactly where we're going. So it just it's going to be seen, you know. Like I, I don't I don't know where we're going to be um, mid-April, uh, and that's very interesting for me to find out. And once we have that result, you know, we can make adjustments and we can establish our direction. Well, I think, uh, you know, we were active uh, regardless if we made deals or not. I mean, but we just couldn't find any deals that were going to help us this season and going forward. So that said, we believe that this group, our current group, is going to give us the best chance, you know, next 28 games. You know, that, again, these 28 games is going to be evaluating this group. And the next step is uh, to to make adjustments during the draft and uh, free agency. Really? You needed, really you needed the next 28 games to evaluate. And he said that and they lost all of them. I mean, they just, they come out of the, you, you've never seen, you, you can identify weak players, weak teams, bad coaching. You can identify a mess of an organization, a dysfunctional organization coming out of a trade deadline. Where you guys just exhale and go, oh, I'm here. They got to pay me. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and then they pull that crap against the Nets. And then first chance they got to bail as they, oh, the All-Star break's coming up. We've played so hard in this five-game losing streak. We're going to make it six. So this box of Kleenex that the the Reinsdorf family is foisting on you and charging you real money for is just an embarrassment. People said it at the trade deadline. They're saying it now. And if you don't know, then catch Cody Westerlin of the score. He covers the Bulls for the score. And he asked Zach Levine, what's your, 
what is this team's identity? Well, I don't know. We've been searching for it for two and a half years. The guy getting paid $250 million doesn't know what the identity of the team is. I mean, something isn't working, obviously. Um, it's, you know, some games were really good, some days were bad. And it's that, that's once again, the consistency factor of, you know, figuring out what our identity is and what we're going to each and every game. Um, even if guys are in and out of the lineup, you see some teams that have um, consistency with what they do. They have an identity. I think that's something that we, you know, we're still trying to figure out in these last couple of years. Obviously, we changed our offense a little bit last year, or this, this year from last year, but it's no excuse with the type of talent that we have on the team. Their identity is Zach Levine. Everything that's wrong about Zach Levine and the few things that are right, that's the Bulls' identity. They're, they're, they're not going to guard anybody, just like Zach Levine. They're not going to make many people better. Zach Levine doesn't make anybody else better. They're going to be loud about their demand. Remember when he decided he should be in the game at the end? Hey, you got to play a guy, guy like what? For the money or for the what? Well, for the free throws. And by the way, it sounded right. We had Casey Johnson on. I was talking to Casey Johnson, and I said, this just sounds like a, a you know, Mr. Pouty Pants. And Casey said, I'll agree with him on one thing because he's a good free throw shooter. Well, guess what? What has Zach shown you recently? That there's nobody worse in the fourth quarter. There's nobody who fails more, who flails as he fails. There's nobody who's less clutch. Whatever game you want to point to, there there might have been some game winners in there, but when they needed them, establish the identity. It could be your identity, and unfortunately, it is Zach's identity. There's no need to look any further. That's what the Bulls are. They're inconsistent. They certainly are not interested in playing defense. They are not. They are wonderful front runners. Hey, let's get out in front. First, remember when they couldn't start a game well? They didn't know how to do that. They couldn't prepare themselves regularly to start a game. Now they can't prepare themselves to win a game. Dave Game is a, a, look. Billy Donovan is not a great coach. He's not going to be a great coach. He might be better than Jim Boylan, but then Sean Sears could be too. But it's the Dave Game preparation is the players. Always been the players. You name a sport, whatever the sport, it's been the players. Day of game preparation, you get yourself ready. And the Bulls couldn't do that. All the money they paid, they couldn't get started. Hey, we don't know why. We can't get started. It took Io sending a text before a game against one of the worst teams. But you're seeing the true colors of this team. Look at the game. Look at the way they looked. Look at where's the guy leading them after the trade deadline. It didn't happen. You got to beat that Nets team. And they didn't. They just... They just decided they were going to show all of their emotional and mental weaknesses. And then the game before, the getaway game against the Bucs, up north, their rival, champions. They don't have their full roster, and the Bulls checked out. That's your team. That's your identity. That's the embarrassment in half of the Reinsdorf family comedy hour. And then you got Karnishevus becoming Lithuanian for Garpax. Now we're going to evaluate these guys over the next twenty. Really, you have to. If you have to evaluate, you if you're if you need the next twenty eight games to evaluate that, then you're stuck on stupid. And if you don't, 
then you're just lying and you're playing Bulls fans for stupid. And there's a stripe of people playing that that the Bulls, the Reinsdorf families employed people who will treat their, fan, treat their fans with disdain. If they think about their fans at all, then they think about, <clears throat> they think about pitching a steamer on them. They don't much care about the fans. They don't much care about a public face. And this is the better of the two organizations right now. I'm Stevie Suckage. We're going to take a break. Is that web poll live yet? Huh? Yeah. It is live. I'll check the results here when we come back. Okay, the web poll again. Where do they have to go, Sean? Tell us. I'm I'm technologically challenged at my advanced age. I've got you. It's at 670thescore on Twitter, at 670thescore. You go to our page. You should see it. It should be top, pinned at the top there for you. 224 Texter, you can't get better than Dr. Dreidel. I did laugh out loud. Yes, there are all kinds of spinoffs from that. Hey, see what I did there? All kinds of spinoffs from that. Especially if, see, I was in such a, I was, it was, this was such a glorious morning. Woke up next to the woman I love and sweet cheeks. And actually, sweet cheeks made cookies. Left unattended yesterday, sweet cheeks made chocolate chip, cherry, cherry chocolate chip cookies. And I brought some in for the deprived Sean Sears and anybody else who's here. And, um, much appreciated. She knows all about, Spinning my dreidel. And so I thought this would be a good well poll question. And I'm glad somebody's, I'm glad somebody is um, appreciating Dr. Dreidel. So we will take a break. You can vote on that. Go wherever Sean told you to go and vote on the way. Chance the rabbi or Dr. Dreidel. We need to decide on my rap name and we'll go from there. And when we come back here on the score, We'll deal with the um, the other part of the Reinsdorf family comedy duo, the White Sox. Talk about stuck on stupid. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Welcome to Saturday Suckage. What could be more appropriate than the Reinsdorf family comedy duo of the Bulls and White Sox? And we'll get to the White Sox after this. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Hey, you suck. <laughs> It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. How do you make sure that it doesn't become a distraction for both him and your team? I don't think it's going to be a distraction. You know, obviously he he spoke to the club and, you know, we'll leave that in there in the clubhouse. But, you know, we got some veteran players here that I think, you know, will do a good job, you know, handling any distraction that can come our way. Yeah. Pedro Grafol, the... The MacGuffin managing the White Sox say it won't be a distraction, even though it's the only thing anybody's talking about. And people are talking about everything. And a whole lot of people are talking about this in different places. So, I don't know. uh, Parkinson Spiegel did a terrific interview uh, about this. And and it was just so, it was, it was so, oh, it was a great interview done with terrific, ter- terrific journalistic approach and stomach turning. So that's that's what happened this week. It's not going to be a distraction. No, it's going to be a national news story that shows the White Sox appear to be 
stuck on stupid because more things got exposed this week. But I want to I want to go back to let's go back to this. Let's go back to August 12th, 2021 when this happened. Tim Anderson digging in one for four tonight. Good matchup here for a low ball hitter sinking fastball. Anderson hits it in the end right. Back at the wall and the White Sox win it. Well, you can throw the party, but you never know how it's going to turn out. <laughs> Unreal. August 12th, 2021 Field of Dreams game. Tim Anderson. The Hollywood ending to the game built around a Hollywood production. And I would tell you this. That's the last good thing to happen to the White Sox. August 12th, 2021. Last good thing. I mean, what preceded it wasn't great anyways. Because they, you know, in 2020, they had become the first team to clinch playoff spot. And then they plummeted to seventh because they showed the same kind of box of Kleenex strength that the Bulls have shown, and they plummeted to seventh, and they won one of four playoff games, and then they were sent home. And so the manager was fired, and the pitch coach fired because they didn't like this whole idea of a bullpen game, and somebody got hurt. They didn't know how to play modern that kind of modern baseball. They were fired, and the GM was then neutered because his guy, the guy he wanted to bring in, whose claim to fame was being unable to stop his team from cheating their way to a World Series, that's Rick Hahn's idea of leadership. So good luck with this Pedro Grafol thing because Rick Hahn made a decision on a guy when he couldn't get the guy too weak to stop his team. For, a guy with no leadership ability and no respect in the clubhouse, he couldn't get his Astros to stop cheating their way to a World Series. That was Rick Hahn's choice, so good luck with Pedro Grafol. Instead, he was neutered, and the DUI Hall of Famer baseball person was brought in by the chairman. So there you go. Much sadness, much gloom. And you know what happened, all all of that, that the Hall of Famer baseball person fared no better than Ricky Renteria, and in fact, fared worse over the whole thing. Won one playoff game. Showed... Zero ability to get a team to be ready for a game, to play through a game, to concentrate on a game, to play defense, to run the bases well, to do the kind of things. And then, knowing the general manager was neutered, he decided to take a <clears throat> to kick him in the decimal points. That's what Tony Larusa did to Rick Hahn. He kicked him in the decimal points by walking hitters with one-two counts and saying, "Well, did you see the metrics on this guy? Did you see?" Nobody had ever done that, and <clears throat> Tony Russo decided to make that point. Again, those are the kind of things that happened since Tim Anderson hit that home run. What good, what are the highlights since Tim Anderson homered against the Yankees in the Field of Dreams game, August 12, 2021? And then Rick Hahn gets to bring in a manager who's never managed before. The same guy who wanted A.J. Hinch, who couldn't control a locker room. They went wild cheating. And he couldn't wait to sign a guy 
for $12 million to pay market price for a guy they'd had their eye on for a while by his own admission. And you know where we are with Mike Clevenger. He's been accused of domestic abuse and child abuse, and that's all anyone's talking about, and good luck with Pedro Grafol. You know what Pedro Grafol sounded like there, Sean Sears, when you played that cut coming in here? No, who do you sound like? He's Kevin Dillon in Animal House. He's Chip Diller standing in the middle of the parade chaos saying, be calm, all is well. This, this, is, this is part of the Reinsdorf family comedy hour. We exchanged text messages. He's pumped. I think he'll be around. Okay. That's what you're dealing with here. You're, you're dealing with the, the everybody thinking this was going to be okay. Well, there's no Tony La Russa. There's not the dread of a guy who, whatever it is, here's something new and fresh. And I'm sorry. You're, you're dealing with. You're dealing with somebody who who looks like Chip Diller in Animal House, and you're. I mean, is that really a question? No, it's a statement. You're you're gone, and and they're better for it. But this this just the Sox are a team, an organization, I should say. They want their fans to hate them. It seems to be built into everything they do. You know, earlier this year, this manager who is all about communication hadn't communicated with Eloy Jimenez, and Eloy says. I'm going to play the outfield. I'm going to play. So Rick Hahn is going to have him play or allow him to play right field. Like play, Rick Hahn couldn't stop him from playing left field. Rick Hahn, is, Rick Hahn, by the way, hasn't filled right field or second base for what is this year three of the right field second base hostage crisis? Is this it? But Lori's around, Rosie, so, I mean, that's fine. Thank God. They just keep doing stuff. If you're a manager built on communication, then don't you have the strength to say, Eloy, you're sitting down. You're RDH. We're hiding your glove. Can't go out there. Because you hurt yourself and you hurt the team. I mean, it's 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 Kevin Costner talking to Nuke Lelouch. Don't think. You're not good at it. And it hurts the team. Don't play outfield. They they are they are doing whatever they can, seemingly, to make you hate them. They're out there talking about how they feel, not quite playing the martyr, but resigned to, yeah, we, we got a guy who's been accused of child abuse, accused of domestic abuse. But Major League Baseball didn't tell us. I said this last week. I said this two weeks ago. I said this when this first broke. The White Sox issued a statement about that. Well, Major League Baseball cannot reveal problems. If you're paying $12 million, before this became so obvious to people, I was saying, if you're paying $12 million to somebody right off the bat, how do you not go check out the family? What and who is this guy? Do you think the, don't you think the, I mean, a divorce lawyer would put a private eye on it and say, bring me something. Tell me what you know. How safe is our money going to be if we do it to this guy? Uh, the Sox say we can they major league baseball can't tell us we couldn't possibly have known. Well, I don't know. There's Instagram. There's proper vetting. There's proper homework. Let me just Google the guy. 
You mean you you could find plenty of reasons to not maybe add this guy to your clubhouse? Right. I said Kevin. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bacon. It should be Kevin Bacon, not Kevin Dillon. Dumbass. 219 called me a dumbass. You're right. I am. I suck. This is Saturday suckage. But you got the idea. Chip Diller. I knew who you meant. Yeah, it was. It, it is a simple... Like, maybe they need a new Googler over there at 35th and Shields. But there's they're not going to eat the $12 million. Maybe they can't, and maybe they, they're looking at it. Well, who will take our money after this if we cut a guy based on only on allegations before Major League Baseball says anything? They can't seem to know who they're, what the object of the exercise is. And so their moral compass apparently shorts out at $12 million. That would seem to be the case. And they showed themselves to be stuck on stupid with the way they said they talked to former teammates, coaches, scouts, people in the traveling party, everybody. Really? Not everybody. You... You, pro- you have colleges, you have football teams, you have a lot of pro organizations that check out players. And it doesn't have to be, it can be covert. You check them out with private investigators somehow. What can you bring me? What do I need to know about this? Maybe they don't want to know. Maybe they're in such a hurry to give money to this guy. What do you think's going on in Cleveland now? How hard do you think Guardians executives are laughing at the sloppy work done by Rick Hahn and everybody over there? Just take a step back for a moment, if you will. I know it's going to hurt White Sox fans, but not any more than the team has already hurt you. Take a step back. Say, okay, this was a guy. The, the one thing that the, the Guardians know better than a lot of teams is pitching. And this was a guy they got rid of because he was a character issue. He decided he was, he, it was okay for him to break COVID protocol. He and Zach Plesak. 
Then he tried to cover up Blakey breaking COVID protocol. And and he's going to go do that. And he's going to be because he's he's Mike Clevenger. And Cleveland, it, it, an organization that can't afford to throw money at mistakes, got rid of this guy and got him traded to San Diego. San Diego, a team that acts like a big market team that the White Sox should be, a team that has all kinds of money seemingly, didn't keep him around, didn't try to resign him, didn't want him here. They're taking a chance on Cole Hamels instead of taking on Mike Clevenger. You are dealing with two franchises that have fared really well, aren't in as big a market as you are if you're the White Sox. The White the the Padres are showing you how to go for it, and the Indians are showing you how to play real baseball on and off the field. And these are two teams that had their fill of Mike Clevenger, and you're the White Sox, and you couldn't wait to jump out and pay him market value, $12 million, and you didn't do that. You didn't so much. You didn't look at how, why would these organizations let him go? Pitching is so valuable. And here's two smart organizations here. One's smart, one's aggressive. You want to be both. You fancy yourself both. You think you're the smartest guys in the room, and boy, why weren't you disabused of that after the Manny Machado thing? And how much, how hard do you think Cleveland Guardians executives are laughing at the White Sox now? Sorry, don't mean to hurt you, White Sox fans, but I'm just telling you the extent of the stupid that you saw, the extent of the ineptitude that you have seen and this is the way you open a season after such utter failure last year with such hope that, like Lance Lynn says, if you, if you didn't have a chip on your shoulder, then last year gave it to you. And this is getting in the way. Rick Hines still has a job. I don't know why. We're going to talk about that next. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Actually, Stevie Suckage here on Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. But it uh, turns out I suck. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Are you frustrated with Mike for putting you in this position? Like, the agent could have told you, but the player could have told you, too. Independent of whether the allegations are true, the player could have told you he was under investigation and you could have made a decision that way. Uh, it's a distraction now because you didn't know question is... Are you frustrated with him for, for putting you in this position? I understand why he did. <clears throat> That's the remarkably still-employed Rick Hahn, White Sox GM, being asked the question... I'll keep rephrasing it for the witness. Were you frustrated... That Mike Clevenger put you in this position, put the White Sox in this position by not disclosing when he was being signed by this team that he was under investigation for allegations of domestic abuse and child abuse. So you heard Rick Hahn think about it. I understand why he did. You shouldn't 
have to wait for him to disclose that. You should know about it. There were ways to know about this. But here's the thing. If Clevenger will, could be considered lying by omission, what would make Hahn, the White Sox, players, anybody around there, believe that Clevenger is telling the truth, that he's innocent of all these charges, denies them, if he's not going to talk about, if he's not going to say anything about being under investigation for this despicable stuff, why would you believe him now? You do that because he's on your team? The guy's got a history. And, and Rick Hahn really sounded awful when he made the point, <clears throat> tried to make the point, was talking about maturity issues. He said, well, we've taken on, maturity was a problem, taken on maturity issues in the 2005 team that won the World Series. So either he was talking about Bobby Jenks, who was 21, not Mike Clevenger, who was 32. Bobby Jenks had a drinking problem. He was 21. To call, to compare, to bring into the same discussion Domestic abuse allegations and immaturity, that's really sick. I just They have no place to go, nowhere to go. And to the texter, where's the texter? About Pedro Grafol. 708 texter. Why are you seemingly so negative on Grafol? Let's give the man a chance and the benefit of the doubt until he proves otherwise. Well... We don't know much about him. He's not managed in the major leagues. It's taken a while to get here. He was chosen by a guy who, whose first choice as a manager showed, in my world, no leadership by being too weak to stop his Houston Astros players from cheating to win a World Series. He didn't stop them. They kept cheating right on through. So this is Rick Hahn's next chance to pick a manager. What is Rick Hahn's profile of manager managerial choices tell you AJ Hinch before he didn't get him he was forced to endure the Hall of Famer baseball person and really I'm surprised he didn't quit then I mean you were neutered he was gelded right there by the chairman though this is your guy and he I'm sure he had his reasons there are certainly practical reasons for not walking away from that kind of money. But you weren't going to get to be the GM with all the GM toys and all the GM buttons and all the GM levers you got to push. And I don't know why he didn't quit. In the meantime, Hawks, the Sox still have holes in right field, still have questions at second base, still have questions about the Mental and emotional strength of these players, this unit. Pedro Grafol talked about, we got veteran players in here. They're, they'll get a handle on this. They won't let this be a distraction. Seems to be a distraction. Maybe it hasn't affected the players. Clevenger got up and spoke to them. And if Clevenger was going to lie by omission to the general manager of the White Sox, who was going to pay him $12 million, then... Why should we believe him when he says he's innocent? Why should his teammates believe what he said in that clubhouse meeting? You can if you want. You want to support him? You want to believe it? 
You're welcome to do that. If that's what you think being a good teammate is, that's fine. It's a despicable bridge too far for me. I I just hate the way the White Sox don't much care about their fans, don't seem to know what to do. And I'll go back to that. Since Tim Anderson's homer, what good has happened? Phone number at the score, 312-644-6767. Text line, same number, 312-644-6767. Text zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Let's go to Jim and Beecher. You're on the score. You're calling Saturday well, suckage. Well, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, sir. Happy suckage to you, sir. <laughs> I want to bring up a little historical uh, reminder about Jerry Reinsdorf, the White Sox owner. Now, uh, from what we understand, he's a great guy to work under, to be employed under, not getting fired, loyalty, all that good stuff. Yet, he couldn't wait. Reinsdorf could not wait to fire uh, arguably the most productive general manager in White Sox history. I'm talking about Larry Hines in 87, 88, 89, and 90. All four first-round picks made it to the team in 1990. Yet, what is it, about one year later, he couldn't wait to fire him and bring on his bumbling friend, Ron Schuler. I mean, again, uh, how ironic is that for uh, the owner that we've got for the White Sox? I don't, I, I don't, I don't know about Ironic, I, um, Ron Schuler, when Ron Schuler finished up building a team that that in '93 won the division and and in '94 looked like they were head of the World Series and there was a work stoppage and then Cleveland was a whole lot better than them as things would play out and and I you know there's a question here I admit to to mention that the the Cubs have share the same kind of despicability with Aroldis Chapman. And I, I thank you, Texter, uh, two six nine Texter. The Cubs traded for a domestic abuser, an accused domestic abuser. There's a police report, and he said he laid hands on a woman, and it didn't matter to the Cubs. And the Cubs looked just as stupid. Theo Epstein, not used to looking stupid, did look stupid. Tom Ricketts looked stupid when Araldis Chapman after Theo and and Tom Ricketts said, "Yeah, we talked about it with him. We had a discussion, and and I don't know." I'm sure they threw in the word remorseful, and and then Aroldis Chapman said, no, we didn't talk about it. Nothing happened. Uh-uh. And all of a sudden, the Cubs are scrambling, and executives' pants are getting soiled, and they look stupid. And I don't doubt that there are Cub fans who kind of hold their nose at the whole idea that the domestic abuser, a man who laid hands on a woman, had a hand in helping them win a World Series. And I certainly feel for White Sox fans. I probably feel more compassion for them than the White Sox do. They don't seem to much care about their fans. It seems to be in every every step they take. And there was a team that seemed on the verge of just exploding and doing everything great. And they've white soxed their way into not just being bad, not just failing, 
but also finding ways to become oh, despicable, finding ways to to look to get pantsed publicly, not just in baseball issues, but moral issues. That's where they are. Okay. Baseball's got new rules. They're going to have new rules. We're going to see them. I mean, this is make spring training more than just sunshine. They got pitch clocks. They got, I got all kinds of stuff. They, baseball's got a whole bunch of bells and whistles. Theo Epstein was on the score earlier in the week talking about it. They're going to, they're going to play games and we're going to see some of this stuff and hurry up the hurry up offense. We're going to talk to our deluxe baseball guest, Mark Gonzalez at noon. You can read him at AP, the Sun Times, Baseball America. At one o'clock, James Boyd. James Boyd covers the Colts for the Atlantic or the Athletic, not the Atlantic. Maybe he wants to cover it for the Athletic. Anyway, he's from Romeoville, and he, like fellow local guy JJ Stankovitz, is out there covering the Colts. So we're going to talk to James Boyd, and maybe he'll trade us a whole bunch of number ones. Maybe he's maybe he can explain Jim Irsay to us. <laughs> Good luck. Maybe he can. I love Jim Irsay. I mean, the guy, the guy's an out of time hippie. He has Jack Carrow a beatnik. Not even a hippie. He's a beatnik because he's got Jack Kerouac's on the on the road. He's got the whole. The whole manuscript that was written on like it was a player piano roll. It's just one roll. There is no, there are no separate sheets of paper. It's one long sheet of paper. And that's how Jack Kerouac of the beat, the, the king of the beat generation, the soul of the beat generation, the heart of the beat generation wrote for the beatniks. So we'll talk to James Boyd about Colts, and how desperate they are for a quarterback, who they might like and, and what their interest in in dealing with the Bears and trying to get the Bears a whole lot more picks. And it's really, if you could find a generational player atop the draft with a number one pick, if Jalen Carter's, say Warren Sapp, Jalen Carter's, that guy is going to stay healthy. He's a Hall of Famer, 10 years of a three technique. And you already have a quarterback. You think, see, we don't know that the bull, the Bears are really convinced about Justin Fields. He still fumbles too much. He fumbles a lot. He leads the league in fumbles. He's going to be a threat to lead the league in fumbles until further notice. He's not particularly accurate. We didn't see a slant pass. Now maybe that's because receivers suck. Maybe because, and and you would think with a bad line, you'd want to get rid of the ball quick, and a slant pass forces you to get. It, does he know what it looks? How does he learn? Does he know what a receiver, an open receiver, looks like in the NFL? How how good a student is he? He's saying all the right things, and sometimes it looks wonderful. And then you watch the Super Bowl and you see, oh, that's what wonderful is all about. It's not just a quarterback; it's everything. But it starts with the quarterback. All right, so we'll do that later. But first, baseball's got rules. Get in the box. Throw the ball. Let's go. I'm Stevie Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. I understand why he didn't. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.